0: Welcome to the Calgary Zone Integrated Quality Management podcast series, the global team of Integrated Quality Management in the Calgary Zone that brings together four teams that support improvement in zone-based health services. Patient and family-centered care supports the development and implementation of patient and family-centered care approaches within the Calgary Zone. In today's episode, we have Paul Wright, a registered nurse and the manager of the Calgary Zone Patient and Family Centered Care Program, with guest Casey Yellow. Casey is the patient liaison for neurosciences at the Foothills Medical Center. Casey Aiello has been living an adaptive life since acquiring a spinal cord injury 21 years ago. She's a food lover, a mother, and loves riding her bowhead reach, adaptive mountain bike, Her life post-injury has been anything but ordinary, as she believes she has been more extraordinary because of her SCI or spinal cord injury. Casey is currently working with Alberta Health Services as a patient liaison and supporting her peer mentorship and amplifying the power of a lived experience. Casey, thanks for being here with us today.
1: Thank you, Paul. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, before we get into your unique position within Alberta Health Services, Casey, I was hoping you could tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and maybe share a little bit about your journey to date.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, It has definitely been a journey. So I, you know, where do I start? Uh, How about I just start when I was 20? I was snowboarding with my friends in beautiful Fernie on a bluebird day and uh, ended up having the best snowboarding day of my life. Um, sadly, it was the last, but I ended up falling, uh, breaking my neck at the c 67 level, and uh, then my journey into living as a, a quadriplegic with an incomplete injury began, and um, totally different lifestyle than I was ever prepared for or ever fathomed. Uh, I was a really active person before. I would always be on my mountain bike or um, snowboarding in the wintertime, and then being completely paralyzed from my neck down initially was uh, was really really tough. Um, I did some time at Foothills and uh, I think about four and a half five months in total and I moved home to Lethbridge where um, just kind of had to start a new life. and uh, I think the biggest thing for me, biggest turning point was getting back out on the ski hill, trying adaptive or sit skiing and truly realizing that my life wasn't over. I would just have to learn how to do things a little bit differently. So that was huge for me. Um, I moved to Calgary from Lethbridge uh, about 18 years ago just to pursue more opportunities. In Lethbridge I felt like you know every it's a smaller city everybody knows everybody and honestly everybody felt really bad for me like they looked at me with so much pity and oh i'm sorry your life is over and um i didn't feel that way i knew that there was more for me but maybe just not in lethbridge so i moved up to calgary started um doing some schooling that uh, just upgrading that i was doing in Cal- in lethbridge and you know, started um, living a life uh, lo- about a, uh, living like an ant in the city, in in a city. I guess like nobody knew who I was, um, nobody knew my story, so I could really um, just start fresh. I I ended up um, trying a ton of different sports, and that really. Again, opened my eyes and gave me a real sense of community. To be honest, it was weird. But at first, after I was injured, I didn't really want to be around other people in wheelchairs. And uh, once I started playing sports with other people in chairs, it's just kind of uh, it was. I thought, how silly was that of me to think like that when I learned so much from from my peers, and uh, also met my husband. Um, and we ended up traveling around the world and, um, you know, probably going to the least, going to the least accessible places that you can imagine and really just having fun with it. Right. Um, uh, did a little bit of competitive biking and um, rugby. And then we kind of settled down or I, I settled down and um, we had a, a little guy so i have a six and a half year old little son and um yeah living in calgary still so this is my home and taking a break from rugby obviously because of covid but that's my love um, basically is rugby and in the summertime i love riding my my new mountain bike um, it took me almost 20 years to get back out on the hill mountain biking but it's been entirely worth worth the weight. And I'm very thankful that other people in the adaptive community who have um, experienced injuries are building things for people like me to get back out in nature. It's pretty special. Even though it's like a tiny thing, it's super special in my eyes.
0: Thank you, Casey, for sharing your journey. And just a bit of the transitions for yourself as well. And, you know, kind of putting yourself out there, being brave and and you know, sharing a little bit about your feelings with us. I really appreciate that, she's very inspiring and I'm glad you commented on your, your thoughts or your openness to get back out on the mountain bike uh, and, and try that and that is inspiring for many. So thank you so much for that. I'd love to chat a little bit about your specific role with the Coming and Gillespie Patient Experience Program that you're working with in Alberta Health Services. Could you tell me a bit about that and, and what your role is and, and maybe a little bit about the program?
1: Most definitely. So um, the patient experience program is very unique. Um, It's funded by Cummings and Gillespie law firm. And, you know, it's, uh, I feel incredibly grateful to be able to bring my years of uh, lived experience to the table and have the honor of uh, supporting an amazing army of Peers like myself with lived experience. So, I am a patient liaison for the neuroscience department at Foothills. So, um, I'm just specific to Foothills and uh, I support peers who've uh, survived a brain injury, stroke, or spinal cord injury. And really, just um, it's funny. I get so much from meeting with them and getting to know them, and we have this really weird, like, common thing in common. You know, that has brought us together, but it also just helps us uh, feel so much more connected and um, together in this whole thing, right? Like, we've we've had something absolutely terrible happen to us, but we we're just moving forward like anybody else would, and. So the ability to just really, um, alongside my peers and myself, inject a little bit of patient experience or lived experience into various programs um, up at Foothills, whether it's in education or um, just the overall program, um, how the program runs up at Foothills. It's it's truly an honor to, um, so I guess, be that middle piece and help um, communicate and translate what patients really um, feel, need and deserve. Thank you for sharing.
0: That sounds like a wonderful program. Can you tell me a little bit about why or how you feel the peers that you mentioned are making a difference with the current patients or how those visits make a difference?
1: Our peers normally go up and visit for a few hours. On average, they would, you know, connect with a handful of patients up there. Um, Not everybody is open to, you know, listening to someone or seeing somebody or talking to somebody who has some lived experience. But once we have that initial awkward conversation, it's kind of like, ah, okay, so you've been through it. I always stress, you know, I can't fully understand. what that patient is going through, but I can respect it because we've all gone through something very similar. And so just sharing that lived experience with patients is extremely powerful. Um, Myself and my peers find it very therapeutic and healing as well. Uh, Sometimes we wonder who gets more out of it, right? Um, Chatting with new patients and almost seeing kind of like a light bulb going off for them or, or them smiling when you just tell them like, it's going to be okay. And they actually believe you because they can see that there is more hope because you're living a very full life as well.
0: You mentioned Casey that uh, there's a, when a peer comes up to the, to the hospital, they see about a handful of patients, any idea on maybe across a year, maybe in, in, let's say pre COVID what? What the visits would be like? Is were you talking a couple hundred, a dozen, or or even more? Can you share a little bit about with our listeners on just the scale or the number of interactions you're seeing with with your peers?
1: So pre COVID, we would be looking at um, probably getting in about two thousand, if not a few, a little bit over two thousand visits um, per year, and that stems from three different groups of volunteers. So brain injury peers spinal cord injury peers and my stroke peers um, I have about eight per group so like I said they're a small but mighty army and they're really dedicated they're passionate about um, just planting seeds of hope and they have their days that they go up and they um, you know report how many visits or how many connections were made so, Um, it's really beautiful to just see that number and know how many lives we've touched throughout the year.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Casey. That's incredible at the number. I always, when you said that, I was thinking, wow, you think about the number of interactions that that patient has had now um, throughout a, a stay and the number of peer interactions and just that extra ability to ask questions. So really, really remarkable. Thank you for sharing that piece. As you can imagine, lots of things that had to shift this year with our our pandemic, with COVID-19, it's changed so much in our everyday lives. I'm just curious, how has the program shifted to provide this resource to patients when maybe those in-person visits haven't been able to move forward? Have you tried different or new things to, to support the patients in these times?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it has been a bit difficult for sure. With, um, with COVID and um, my program and doing actual peer visits but we've pivoted and uh, we are doing um, some amazing things with Zoom. Um, we do spinal cord injury education and have our peers Zoom in and that has been a tremendous success. You know uh, I think a lot of us on the outside here we've missed those in-person visits but if if this is all we've got, we're gonna we're gonna take it and use it. And um, oddly enough, it's entirely possible to feel connected with people through Zoom. I didn't really think that was possible, but it is. We also uh, look forward to implementing more Zoom for a brain injury education and stroke education as well, and uh, possibly get a. Um, we're looking into a telepresence robot to help facilitate some uh, peer visits as well in the future.
0: Cool, I love the creativity there. And you're absolutely right. Sometimes we have to pivot and try new things. So I commend you and that program for, for using virtual technology in different ways. And yeah, I love the, the concept of a telepresence robot. That sounds really unique. Thank you for sharing that part. I guess if you had one thing to share with our listeners as we kind of summarize the call uh, about patient experience or peer mentorship, what would that be? What would you like to share with Casey or that kind of takeaway message with
1: them? It's honestly hard to pick one thing, but even though we as peer mentors go in to share our stories, I think the most important thing is to listen and to take the time to hear the patients out we have that opportunity of having that time to hear hear them let them be heard and let them know that it's okay so i would say listen
0: strong words of advice thank you casey last piece for you as we transition off the call our listeners often ask what interests you have around reading or podcasts, or resources or or what's meaningful to you around some of those things anything you'd want to share or encourage our, our listeners to to check out
1: since it's winter time and i am in a manual wheelchair it's a little bit difficult to get outside a ton and it's been weighing on me quite heavily and i always get a little bit down but um, i'm currently reading a book about uh, sorry a, a book entitled the secret Wis- wisdom of nature so just reading a book about being in nature is kind of feeling a part of me right now and every day I use an app called Calm for um, daily meditations and sleep stories to fall asleep to at night. I find that helps um, keep me a little bit more grounded and positive sort of in my mind. And I'm definitely doing a lot more cooking and baking, which is always very healing uh, for me.
0: Thank you, Casey, for taking the time to connect with us today and share the importance of patient time and lived experience. With such a, It's such an important topic right now with the pandemic and moving forward. So I appreciate the, the openness to share a little bit about yourself and some of the key work you do. Uh, I look forward to connecting again in the future. And for all those listeners out there, stay tuned. We'll be having many more podcasts coming forward for the zone Zoning Integrated Quality Management Team. Until next time, thanks, everyone. Thank you.